Um, that's funny you say tracker boats too. That's that's where a lot of our manufacturers. That's uh, Katie and I were up at Bass Pro this past week, and we were uh, fantasizing over um, buying a tracker boat, one of those those little bass boats, um, little sixteen foot one with a 50, uh, 50 horsepower on the back. Man, I'm like, oh, this would be sweet. Welcome to the Landscape Cafe and part three in this series, brought to you with support from Fort Myers Garden Service maintaining and protecting business and residential landscapes. Visit fortmyersgardenservice.com or call 239-990-7494. When I'm thinking about how I pay people, when I'm thinking about how I handle situations where somebody has done something wrong, or um, a, a good example is we've hired some employees um, here recently that realistically, like I feel like the Lord has led them to work for us. Um, and so I'm very thankful that God provided that. But at the same time, they are not the, maybe the best equipped, not that they're ill-equipped, but in a time of extreme busyness, sometimes it's, you know, I catch my mind thinking like, man, I need to get rid of this person and get somebody that can really do this position better and with less attention from me or from my wife. But then I started thinking of, if I do believe the Lord brought these people to us, those are the people that, that I want to minister to. Those are the people that I want to show grace and compassion and kindness and patience with. And that in itself is, is, you know, embodying the characteristics of how Christ lived. For sure. Absolutely. And not only that, but also, I mean, that, that is the most important thing. And it's, it's cool because even Dave Ramsey talks about having biblical princi- uh, principles in your business. And he always says, biblical princi- uh, principles are fantastic ways to run your business as well, because not only are they <laughs> the truth, the way, the life, like those are good ways to run. So you can build people who may may not be where you need to be and you can build them up and get them to where they need to be. And um, I love that Dave Ramsey always says that it's uh, definitely um, definitely a good way to have have your company be because all day long I hear people say, um, and, I, and I say this too, uh, we're integral, we're honest, we're dependable, we're trustworthy. But like, those are just words that every, almost every company just says. Um, but if you don't have like a true foundation, like the true foundation is for us and our business as well as the gospel of the Bible. Um, that's what we always refer back to and fall back to um, when they go and gets hard. It's like, that's what we go back to. Um, and, and to your this, point, what you said right there is very important because as the leaders of our business, if we are using Christianity and, and our faith as a label, and, and maybe even as something that's very important to us, but we're not daily actively seeking Christ and living it out and trying to run the business on his strength and not our own and on his wisdom. Like I said, if I believe that God led a couple people to our company, um, then if I'm using just business wisdom, like the world's business wisdom, I would probably mm-hmm. hire these two people right away and try to find somebody else. But I trust that, like I said, God brought these people to us. And so it's an opportunity for me to um, to be able to minister and disciple to them. But if I'm not personally spending time with Christ, if I'm not personally spending time working in my faith, then 
believe me, I see it. Uh, I have seen it a lot, and I see it pretty much um, all the time when when I'm not building my faith up and I'm not spending mornings and quiet time with God and I'm not meditating on His Word. The position that I see myself wanting to have, which is one of of patience and leadership and, and ministry focus very easily becomes tainted because I will be very quick to snap at somebody or to uh, act in frustration rather than patience. And rather than wanting to spend time and teaching somebody, I want to just say, get out of my way. Let me just do it myself, you know, and, right. and, and have that opposite effect that I'm trying to have. That's why it's so important. The same way that the Bible says, husbands love your wives as christ loved the church and gave himself for her um if we're going to love in that type of capacity if we're going to serve and minister in that type of capacity we can't do it apart from spending personal time with mm -hmm. christ yeah absolutely no i totally 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 agree with that sometimes that's hard for for other people to understand when they you know they don't understand the gospel and say for example i've done this myself when I when I've been in that position more so where I'm not walking very closely with God and then I've snapped at some of our employees just in a frustrating situation, they're like, wait, but I thought you were a Christian. I thought you were I thought you were all those things, you know, and it's like, yes, you know, I am, but I'm sinful. And, you know, I've, I haven't been walking as closely with God as I as I normally do, as I normally would be. And uh, and, you know, sometimes people just get frustrated. It's like then a lot of people kind of write Christians off because they're like, Oh, they're just hypocrites or naysayers. But I mean, at the end of the day, like we always walk with God and do our best, but sometimes we'll fall short. Most of the time. Well, yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Right. Most of the time it ends up being like that. Um, but I think the, the more wisdom and patience that, that we grow and the more that we mature in our faith, um, the more that we develop and don't fall, fall short as much. But in, in so the other thing is what that does is like, we know we're going to fall short of that. Like we know we're going to be hypocrites. Like sometimes people, I don't like Christianity because they're a bunch of hypocrites. Like that's not anything that any Christian other than Christ would deny. Like right. we, yes, we are, but it's how we handle things. So, uh, and I can relate completely to what you said, um, about how people perceive you when you're saying one thing, but then you act out of line with that. But, realistically that's just a good opportunity to humble yourself as a leader and mm -hmm. a, a good leader is humble you know that's why you said like dave ramsey has hey biblical principles are, are good yeah a biblical very large biblical principle is humility so uh when it our our mistakes and our shortcomings and our falling shorts are just opportunities for us to show humility apologize and that in itself is going to be a really good representation of, of the gospel and of Christ itself, because like any, and, and it really does give a good opportunity to, to, um, to show the truth of what Christianity really looks like. It's not living perfectly. It's struggling and stumbling. It's, it's seeking to live in perfection. It's trying to follow Christ, but knowing that when we fall short, Christ is there to make up that, that difference our our shortcomings are made up from him and you know then we can move forward in humility and repentance and and just continue on yeah absolutely man i think it's so so important to uh have that as the foundation of of not only us and our people <clears throat> but as a as 
for our companies, man. That's that is the foundation. Just think of the people that you respect and you admire. Like humility is huge, you know. Oh yeah. And, um, you like I want to grow in in humility and humbleness, and people will want to follow a leader who's mm-hmm. humble. People will yes. want to follow a leader who can say, "Hey, listen. Yesterday I snapped at you. That was." completely the wrong way to handle things. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me for that? And I'm going to do my best to try to do better. Mm. Absolutely. That is definitely something that I'm learning how to do. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit. I'm glad we, we had that talked a little bit about that. That's important to you. And it's important to me as well. But now I want to talk a little bit about some of the trips that you've been on. So as a, as a business owner, is hard, man. We go through a lot of challenging times, stress, a lot of weight on our shoulders. But some of sometimes we get to go on trips from money that we've saved or extra money that we've earned. And I know you are great at doing going on vacations and picking good places to go. I know you don't vacation small when you do go. Um, tell me, tell me a couple uh, places that you've gone, or maybe some some cool stories about trips that you've taken. Okay. Yeah. I, I do like to go big. I like to work hard. I like to play hard. And that, that is, is a business owner. That is kind of one of the, the perks of like, yes, you deal with a lot of stress and you, you deal with a lot of things, but uh, it's nice to be able to um, have the freedom to, to have vacations, have trips and, and things when, when you like to plan them. And it kind of gives you something to look forward to. Like for, for me and my wife right now, uh, we have some friends from up in North Dakota that are going to be um, coming down for a long weekend in February. And so we've got a trip over on the East Coast, uh, which is, uh, to answer your question, one of my my wife and I's favorite place to go over Melbourne Beach. So I'm a surfer, as you can, uh, I mean, this is an audio podcast, but as you can see, Bailey, in the background, I got a big poster of a guy surfing. Uh, yeah. So to me, that's, that's a, a very... Um, enjoyable thing to do. So I like to go typically each year I'll put on a trip to Nicaragua or Costa Rica with a group of friends of mine, uh, a bunch of buddies. And that's probably going to change a little bit because uh, that started like eight years ago and I put it on for like seven or eight years where we'd go on a, a week long trip and just have a good time, go surfing, take our mind off things. Um, but now that I'm married, you know, my priorities have shifted a little bit and now I kind of want to do that with my wife and with, with my family. So I'm sure I'll have, you know, if we do a podcast in a year, I might have some new, new spots that we go to with the family, but that's one place that I like to go. The East coast of Florida is uh, Melbourne beach. They have good surf over there and they have a really nice bed and breakfast that me and my wife go to. And that's kind of like a quicker, like long weekend getaway spot for us. Uh, and then we like to go up and visit her family. Her family's in Missouri. So I always love going up there and be able to take my mind off work and just her family is amazing. And it's so nice to be able to have a, have in-laws and a family where you can literally just relax. Like there's, there's not tension and pressure. It's just, I feel like I'm with my family when I'm, when I'm with their family. So those are kind of some of our, our favorite places to go. That is awesome. What is, um, your wife's hometown look like compared to uh, your hometown? Is there a lot of differences or similarities? Well, uh, my hometown is Fort Myers, born and raised. 
So I got a lot of a lot of history here and a lot of pride here. Um, but yeah, very different. Her hometown is uh, it's a smaller town, to, uh, around ten thousand people, I think. Um, it's kind of a factory town. It's in it's the town is Lebanon, Missouri, and um, it's uh, like I said, it's it's a pretty small town. A lot of tracker uh, tracker boats. All right. That a lot of factories are there that go into so like her dad works at a company that um her dad and her sister work at a company that manufacture all sorts of different parts for tracker boats and you know there's different plants and different companies that manufacture different aspects of the boats but that whole town is is very um it's very involved in the production of those boats and and so but it's yeah the town field is different in in a lot of regards just because the size you know fort myers you you're born raised from around here so you know that fort myers has blown up in the last like 20 really changed a lot um which to some you know good in some ways and also i think bad in some ways you know if if you kind of like me kind of like a smaller town feel um so that that's changing a little bit, which is sad here. But yeah, they're they're definitely different. So when my wife moved down here, um, I think it was a little bit of a, a shock, a little bit of a culture shock for her as far as like how much things cost, and you know, just mm-hmm. definitely some differences. Right, that's awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, that's funny you say tracker boats too. That's that's where a lot of our manufactured. That's uh, Katie and I were up at Bass Pro this past week, and we were uh, fantasizing over. Um, buying a tracker boat one of those those little bass boats um little 16 foot one with a 50 uh 50 horsepower on the back man i'm like oh this would be sweet (laughs) i i can bet you that her dad probably had something to do with the he does a lot of the fiberglass and the dash and the electrical and stuff like that so he probably put his hands on it that is awesome wow so he's he's a busy man then so he's he's still working up there and kicking butt yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, him. And like I said, her twin sisters, her twin sisters in HR for them. That's kind of a newer position for her. And yeah, her, her dad's been working there for uh, a, a long time. He's very involved and a very big part of their of their business. That is awesome. Very cool. Well, sweet, man. I appreciate your time today. Thank you for uh, chatting on the podcast. And uh, I think we had a, covered a lot of good, good things. And yeah. Uh, Thanks for joining us, man. It's funny. I always watch these. And you're very welcome. I always watch podcasts. I'm like, they're, they're two, three hours. I'm like, man, that's such a long time. And it's, I feel like it's been a super quick hour. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's something I've been learning as a podcast. I'm like, I'll look down at the, you know, I'll try to kind of keep track of where we are. And then I'll look down at the time and I'll be like, holy cow, we already spent an hour. I'm like, this is great. The Landscape Cafe is a production of Pure Landscaping and the Niche Podcast Network. Learn more about Bailey, Katie, and the team by visiting purelandscaping.com. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, the best place to rate or follow the show is at thelandscapecafe.com. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned. There is more to come.